0: Welcome to Canada's Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Canada's Podcast, the Atlantic Canada division version, chapter, whatever you want to call it. My name is Rivers Corbett, and I am just so lucky to be your host for today's episodes and other episodes about all the great Atlantic Canadian stories that are happening. And I got a real rock star with me today. Uh, Terry Ann and I have known each other for, oh my gosh, like forever. It's one of those friendships that has been around uh, and uh, love watching her story, love watching her on social media, love how she's impacting entrepreneurs around the world. So, first of all, Terry before I get into your bio, great to see you, my friend. Welcome to Canada's podcast. Awesome. I'm really
1: excited to be here and uh, dig in. This is going to be fun.
0: Well, let's do it by first saying, so um, I, I'm on uh, um LinkedIn profile, so we're just going to touch on some high things. But one is that she is a 16 plus year serial entrepreneur starting in her businesses at the age of 18, which is so cool because a lot of young entrepreneurs these days are really diving in at those younger, younger ages. Um, she's built a six, she's built multiple six figure businesses, bought and sold. Partnered in over eight companies and all while raising two children. Recently became an amazing grandmother to her grandson, Levi. Freaking amazing name. I'm, I'm uh, now watching uh, Yellowstone. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that show yet. but That is uh, like man, one of my favorite shows. Yes. It's, it's a fantastic one. She's also a graduate of the Wallace McCain Institute's uh, Entrepreneur Leaders Program and uh, certified by the William Glazer Institute. In both choice theory and re- reality therapy, which is also going to be very honest, we're going to talk about. And her superpowers, one thing I love about her is she really, when she talks, it's not like everybody else. Like not too many people say this is my superpower, but not Terri She says her superpower is cutting through fluff, finding tax- tactics and hacks and developing the fuel, full human maximizing potential and showing leaders how to leverage their unique superpowers. So again, great to have you here. So I want to lean into this, um, the superpower conversation, because this is, I, I think, a really important play to focus in on when it comes to helping entrepreneurs not only find their lane in business, but find their role in that business. Can you talk about that superpower focus for how you're helping entrepreneurs? hundred percent. So I think that there is
1: a truth in entrepreneurship. I kind of call it the entrepreneur dilemma where we go into business because we have this passion, we see this need, whatever. Uh, However, we get into business and business is not just the thing that you like to do. It's all of this other stuff. And Mm. so what happens is entrepreneurs and leaders get into a role and so, say for me, I used to be uh, run a marketing agency, so I was really good at the marketing. It did not mean that I was good at h r. It did not mean that I was good at finance. It did not mean that I was even good at managing, you know, different areas of my operations. It didn't mean all of those things. And I think for me, after the years in business that I've been in and a lot of the mistakes I've made, I've yes. realized that a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders fall into this dilemma of trying to be everything
0: yes. and know
1: everything and master everything in their business. And they can't, they just can't. Yes. And so the very first question, you know, line of questions I ask entrepreneurs and leaders when I meet with them is, you know, what are your superpowers? What are you great at? What do you love to do? And yes. then show me your schedule. Like what are you actually doing? Right. Because for the most part, People have their days, their weeks filled with a bunch of, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, shit.
0: Yes, yes sure. Say it. Say it. Say it. I said it quieter. <laughs> they have it filled you're, with a bunch of. Well, you've done a lot of things, Darianne, you haven't been allowed to do before. So go ahead and just say it shit. <laughs> <laughs> but they fill it
1: with all of this stuff that it, it's not playing to their strengths. And on the all unfortunate right. truth is, and you and I have both been there um, the end game comes quicker for them, right? There's just no sustainability to doing what you, you're not good at. Uh, and also just doing not what you, what you don't love, right? What you're not passionate about. Now, mind you, you have to do some things you're not passionate about. There's stuff that needs to get done, but if you can delegate that, automate that, or just get it out of your schedule. Um, that's one of the basics that I start with, with anybody.
0: I love it. I, and, and so uh, a couple of things about the conversation, I, I, I mean, you talk about the superpower feeling the way you want it. I remember when I played hockey as a kid, I was a forward and occasionally the coach would put me on defense, still playing the game of hockey, but I hated playing defense just despised it. And uh, so there's some other guys, the other, the, the you know, other roles and so on. So I love that you mentioned that. I want to know what's the most unique answer that you had for a superpower when you asked one of your clients that, uh, what was one that you said, oh, that's so freaking cool?
1: Oh, unique. Uh, I think they're all relatively unique, but one of the ones was, you know, they were like the, the innovator, like the creator, like, They're the ones who come up with all of the big ideas, but do nothing. Like they're not an implementer. (laughs) They're not the person that's going to bring the idea to fruition. It's sort of like my superpower is coming up with big, awesome, fancy ideas and throwing them at the wall. And then the team picks it up and makes it happen, right? And they knew that. They knew that they weren't the implementer. They knew they weren't, you know, the person who's supposed to make things happen. They were just really good at, you know, making cool things you know, big ideas.
0: And, you know, it's, it's. uh, I remember a long time ago, I took uh, a personality test as part of an organization that I was involved with. And there was 30 of us that were creators of the the group and they broke it down in team dynamics and so on. The other 70% were technical. And it was like, no, that's, we we love those 30%ers because the technical people can't live in that helicopter world, that creative high level world to be able to see kaleidoscope we both need each other, but we tend to forget sometimes the importance mm-hmm. of those people that come up with those great ideas based on, you know, isn't just, oh, I'm going to go have a couple of drinks and come up with some ideas. There's obviously some, some background to making those decisions. So uh, I love that you've reinforced that. Go back to the age of 18. What was your first uh, business and why'd you start it?
1: Oh, good. Okay. So my very first business, my first like foot into entrepreneurship actually happened when I was like 12. Really. Okay. Okay. So I had bunny rabbits and I learned at a very young age that bunnies produce lots of bunnies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to sell bunnies. That was my very first business. Wasn't, you know, I didn't make a whole lot of money, but it was my very first stab at it. Uh, yes. But when I was about 18, my very first business was uh, in multi, I guess you call it multi-marketing. Uh, the, uh, Mary Kay. So my very first business that I was ever in was Mary Kay. Got into that and realized that if you work really hard, you can move through the ranks. Uh, so very quickly realized I wanted to do that on my own. And yes. so my next business was Valley Words of Wisdom Decor. And so that was a sign company that created wall talk, uh, custom wall talk that people could put on their walls, in their living rooms, or in their kids' rooms, any color, any font. And it's so funny when I think back to creating this company, because it was literally an idea, because yeah. I, I liked these things that I was seeing in some of the bigger cities, but they weren't customizable, and you couldn't choose the color, you couldn't choose the font. And I was like, well, hey, I could do that. I had yes. no graphic design. I didn't know what a plotter was, or a cutter, or like any of these things. <laughs> and so I had to learn from scratch how to, you know, create this. Uh, And then very quickly realized, you know, doing one-on-one, you know, one-off orders, that was good and you could make money. But then I was like, well, I wonder what would happen if I wholesaled it, you know, like the big guys are doing. And so I started knocking on uh, retail stores doors in Atlanta, Canada, and saying, I have this product that I'll do like a, you know, a a group, my top 15 or 20 quotes. And I had a stand that I created. all from scratch. And uh, I had about 10, 15 retailers in Atlanta, Canada that were selling my product. And like, this was all just based on just an
0: idea. Yeah, and gumption and, uh, and moxie and personality yeah. and throwing caution to the wind and saying, screw it, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And yeah. uh, I mean, that's your style as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, for sure. You're, 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 you're a life of the party. And, uh, and I say that respectfully. I mean, that's just your personality. Yes. It reinforces, again, what's your superpower is, uh, is, is just knocking on those doors and just going at it. Just and no fluff. That yeah. You know, the, yeah. I, think,
1: I see that quote mm-hmm. that goes around on social media. You know, you, uh, entrepreneurs jump off the cliff and build the parachute on the way down. And, and that really has always been really my style. I, I, for the longest time, I, you know, had an idea, felt right in my gut, looked yeah. at the market, and then I did it. And are I never went? really was afraid of failure.
0: Yeah. And so, what's your uh, first of all? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't mention that uh, the ann is in the Quispamsis area, the valley area. She's a valley girl. Uh, in between, uh, for those of you geographically are trying to understand where it might be, uh, in between the city of Saint John, more towards Saint John, but and Moncton in the province of New Brunswick. So I just want to give that context there. Um, so uh, so. Let's dive into what you're doing now. You're, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go back to talk about the Wallace McCain Institute and so on. But I want to know what you're doing now as an entrepreneur because uh, because you're just doing something new and I freaking want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So
1: for the last five plus years, I have been working uh, in the capacity as a coach and facilitator, mainly and predominantly for female leaders and entrepreneurs. And really it's, you know, put in a, a, a couple different ways, but to help them bust through that personal glass lid, that lid that we all sort of put on ourselves, of, this is as big as I can get, this is as great as I can go. Uh, and I take a very unique approach. I take an inside out approach. So a lot right. of coaches, uh, especially growth coaches, business coaches, they're always talking about like, what's the next level of business growth that you can mm. have. And so that's all fine and dandy. And I think, you know, that's awesome. The reality that I've learned From myself in the years of business that I've been in, and through working with lots of entrepreneurs uh, across the globe, is you actually can only make it to the level of success that you have in the inside. So you need to have Mm. a certain level of skills and characteristics and traits and habits that you possess as a human, as a person, as an individual first before you can have success externally in business. And so I think Mm -hmm. if you start with the external stuff, you know, in business, in leadership, you can get to a certain level. I'm not saying that you won't have success, but there is a lid. There's this secret little lid that just stops right there and you can't wow. bust through it until you do the work on you. And so that's and it, what I do.
0: And is this, is this, I'm just, when I put my glasses on, I want to get, is this related to choice theory and reality therapy? Is that part of the... Uh, it's absolutely.
1: It's part of it, right? So it's it's okay. a lot about taking personal responsibility. A lot of people I don't want to say that leaders and entrepreneurs fall into this trap often but it does certainly come into play where we're always looking at something outside of us to blame to focus yes. on to put energy on and again choice theory just you know to put it into a cole's notes format is really it's about taking personal responsibility for the results you have as of right, right. now and so if you so- want to be happy you got to choose to be happy
0: And so how do you how do you take people through that realization, um, that discovery, if I could say it, of what their true inside is as part of their journey of delivering externally?
1: Mm. So I think it has, uh, I guess, two different buckets, I think. There's the side of, you know, who are you as a person? You know, if I ripped away all the facade, all the social media reels, uh, all Mm. the accolades, who are you? What do you actually stand for? What's your why, your purpose, however you want to put it? Uh, And then the other side of it is, is what's your patterns? right? Like mm-hmm. what is your natural go-to? Cause we all are sort of robotic, right? You've driven down the street, all of a sudden ended up at your friend's house. You're like, how in tarnation did I get
0: here? <laughs> like, has
1: have I maimed anybody on my way here? Cause I don't remember that drive. Right. Well, that's just because your brain, <laughs> your brain is literally wired to, uh, you know, not use as much energy for things that you do that are repetitive. And so you have natural right. behaviors and patterns that you're doing on a day-to-day basis that are either hindering your growth or, uh, you know, creating more growth for you. And typically when I'm having a conversation with someone, it's because it's, there's a hindering. There's there's some blocks. Mm.
0: And so mm. it's about,
1: you know, your patterns in your relationships. And yes, we talk about your personal side too, because I really don't believe that there's like the personal side and the business mm. side. Like Um, you and I both know if shit's going wrong in my business, that shit's coming home. And if stuff's not working at home, it's coming to my business. I don't know how to keep them separate. And if anybody really knows how to, uh, you know, send me a message, let me know. But I don't think...
0: (laughs) I don't think a lot of people do either. There's no doubt about it. People carry that to bed and they wake up with it in the morning and they, they carry personal issues into their business lives. It just, it's hard to separate them as much as you, you should not do that. So, so absolutely. in that discovery. So can you give us an example of how you might, you're not getting into names or anything like that, but a client that you might've worked with recently that, that, that really one was a big aha and, tr- and how it might've transformed them in their business.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. So I have a client who, you know, for all intents and purposes, super successful, really successful, great business, uh, has a small team of individuals that they're leading, and you know, from the external, if you were looking at them, everything's great. But they're not planning on playing in this business role forever. They have a succession plan. They want to build other leaders in their organization, uh, but they have this one issue: People don't really like them. They don't like them. <laughs> um, they're teen, right? They're intimidated by this person. They struggle a lot. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I don't know who this is. <laughs> I know we could list, we could probably list about like 10, 20 <laughs> people do it. <laughs> right. And so uh this this individual basically struggled with uh, you know, interpersonal relationships, which a lot of people do, right? And I again always start with. Them. So we started with the basic stuff, you know, who they are, what they stand for, what's the real reason that they're doing business. And, you know, people always throw, you know, money and blah, blah, blah. But there's there's deeper. There's deeper stuff. There's impact, there's intention, all of that. And so you go there, we figure out what their natural patterns are, where those patterns are rooted from. And then I, I know it sounds silly, but you're just rewiring. You're rewiring, reprogram. It's like a little computer up there between your ears. And you're changing the way in which they react and act, the behaviors they take in terms of their conversations they're having with people, the emails they send out, the way in which they show up at a networking function on social media. And this is not about being inauthentic. This is about, you know, becoming Rivers 2.0, right? Right. That's basically it. You're becoming the newer, better version of yourself that you are proud of that feeds both your needs because you know, again, in all, for all intents and purposes, they were successful, successful business, money in the bank, everything's great, but were they fulfilled, joyful, and happy Uh, with the results they were getting in the organization with the people? The answer is no. So how do you have both? Well, sometimes, unfortunately, and this is what choice theory teaches us, is you got to take personal responsibility. If you're not getting the results you want, probably 100% of the time, you're going to have to look at you
0: so what i love about that is a couple of things uh one is this individual recognizes that and reached out to uh, to to you for your expertise to be able to help them do that but the other thing i'm really intrigued with and you know me i like to live by a philosophy of zag when everybody else zigs you have found a really cool niche to really really kind of separate you from quote unquote the business coaching the coaching world by filing into, into that nation, I've got to think you're, you've, you've got to really be having fascinating conversations with people through networking, whether it's live or not, uh, on them saying, hmm, never thought of that. Is, 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 is well, even getting before that, how do you, because this is about teaching entrepreneurs how to be successful, how do you get to that point in your biz dev process where you're having those types of conversations?
1: You know what? So for me, I show up a lot on social media. If I'm given Mm -hmm. an opportunity to get on a podcast or get on a live show with somebody, I will. Because, again, what I'm talking about is probably the stuff that people know. Most people have like an inkling that there's something they got to change. But change is freaking hard, right? Like we don't like change. We like things to stay the same because that's comfortable, right? And humans are just wired for that. And the yep. unfortunate truth is, you know, you can't see the forest of the trees. And so a lot of people just don't even know what change to make. Like, what am I supposed to do? And, you mm. know, do I want to go down this painful path of creating a change for me only to have figured out that it was the wrong change to make? No, yes. I don't want to do it. That's why they enlist a coach. And so, yeah, there's lots of different coaches out there that work on all the external stuff. I have 100% found my my space in I call it, I call it inside out coaching because I'm, I'm yes. helping you with like everything it. that you want on the outside, yeah. but we're starting with the inside because that's where you need to go
0: first. I love it. you recently ran a successful uh, conference a, uh, that was focused on, I, sorry, I don't know the time. women's leadership, but it was very much focused on women entrepreneurship. Can you talk, tell us a bit about, uh, can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So that was our third annual B Women's Leadership uh, event this year. It was 100 percent aligned because of all things Big C. And uh, it was a huge success. And so really the the purpose of that event is is I'm not the only expert in the world. Right. Like I'm not the only one who knows what she's talking about in terms of business and leadership. There's a lot of really amazing entrepreneurs and leaders right here in Atlantic Canada that have yeah. given a platform to share their stories, share their triumphs, their traumas, you know, the trials and tribulations of life and business. That all of a sudden somebody else would have that gold nugget of huh, huh, didn't look at it from that perspective, uh-huh. and, and and so you know I'm a big believer that uh, impact follows intention, and so my intention with that conference is just an up-leveling right like i'm always i'm always thinking you know if you can lay down tonight put your head on your pillow and be better than you were when you woke up this morning like you're doing better than a really large percentage of the population so it's all about helping entrepreneurs and leaders up level so that we can become better because again um impact falls intention. i feel like leaders and entrepreneurs have the ability to make massive impact on yes. our globe, and they
0: can only do that if they're forever bettering themselves, right? Bang on. And so th- this I, I I think I know the answer to this question, but it's intrigued me ever since i I saw you started to promote it wrote in the uh, the conference, which was directed towards women leaders and entrepreneurs, correct? Yes, okay. this is one thing I learned about Terry Ann is that she doesn't typically do things what you would expect. and and uh, and I'm wondering, one went into your mindset and two did you get any pushback for this decision that you made and you probably know where i'm heading with this is that her <laughs> keynote speaker at the women's conference was a man mm-hmm. and this isn't about men women but it's it's about delivering value and content and uh, and and i wanted you to tell us because because that's a zag that's yes, to say, I've been actually told by women's conferences, you can't come and speak rivers because you're a man mm-hmm. and not you, you branded no. it as women, you brought in a man reading right them, not, not as a speaker, the speaker. So talk to us about your thinking around that and uh, the value you saw, because it teaches me again, people need to think beyond what they are expected to think.
1: So, I have this mantra in the back of my head that I'm always trying to be the catalyst of having leaders have a balanced perspective. How do you have a balanced Uh perspective? You need to seek multiple perspectives, different worldviews. So, the first two years that I ran this event, they were all female speakers. Uh But every year that I had the event, I would have more male attendees coming right? Because my event is a woman's conference for anybody who wants to come.
0: Right. And I know that
1: sounds funny because I dubbed it a woman's conference, but that's because women have very specific, you know, yes, we're 2022, but they have very specific challenges, obstacles, issues. Is what it is. It is right. But that does not mean that there are not men in the world that need to hear those stories, you know, so they right. can better support their, part, their partners, their sisters, you know, their, their wives, all the above. So for the third year, again, you talk about zagging when other people are zigging. I have amazing conversations with individuals like yourself and other male leaders and entrepreneurs around Canada. And I would be, I would be holding back a gift if I didn't yeah. allow these individuals to share their stories and their expertise which would help these women. Up right. level, right? right. And so if the intention is to make impact on these women leaders and entrepreneurs, then who am I to say who gets to speak on the stage? If you right. have an expertise an expertise and a story that will change their lives and change their momentum so they can make more impact. Yes. Yeah, you should be yeah. on that stage.
0: You're awesome. I, I love it. And I'm not surprised of that answer. And uh, I think that's great leadership you're showing people, let alone, you know, women entrepreneurs. I think that's a real life lesson for for a lot of us. So congratulations on that. I just thought it was freaking cool when I saw it. I said, yeah, that's for sure, for sure. So tell me about uh, you know, what was you you've you started, built, sold businesses. Which which one was your favorite? Oh man, um And you can't be the one you're doing now because we just went over that. It's okay. my favorite. <laughs> I know.
1: Okay. So They all have a little place in my heart. You know what? I would say my favorite was Naturally for Life, the eco store. That one, I felt, I mean, when I look back hindsight, I was really early in the eco-friendly and sustainability space, right? Like before Walmart and Superstore and Sobeys even had natural sections, Ann thought she'd create this little store, right? So people were like, what? Eco-friendly, what? Why would I do that? Anyway, but that was my favorite, like, business because I had to do all this research on, like, what is this space, right? And so, there were things in Toronto and out in BC and down in the States, but there was nothing around here that was even remotely similar to what I was trying to create, And, you know, I quickly expanded into two stores and I had a wellness center with like naturopathic doctors. And, and so, you know, that also was the business that I, you know, completely fell on my ass with, but it was, it was such a, it was like a fast track MBA, right. From the streets of entrepreneurship, like that business taught me a lot of what I take into all of my coaching sessions now. Uh, And it's, you know, it's, it's the back. It's the backbone of who I am. And I had so much fun and I felt like I was making a difference. And, you know, it was, it was, it was fun.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh, most times the most part is when you come home dirty. And so uh, that's, uh, I love that story. Um, so uh, and what goes through my head, of course, is that you taught Bruce Sweeney, everything and Claudine Sweeney, everything they know. And that's when, look what happened to them. So they yeah. owe everything to you. Everything. I would like
1: a percentage of their money.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't so think talk. I'm going to get it. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be curious Claudine's response will be a little bit different than Bruce's would be, that's for sure. But uh, all good fun. So tell me about tell me about uh, you know that challenge that aha kind of that, that big nugget of learning that you said, "Whoa, and you have taken that learning and you have applied it against your career uh, going forward."
1: Play to your strengths. I, I can't mm-hmm. say it enough. Stop trying to be the master of everything. Do what you do best. And yes, it's okay to up-level certain skills, right? Because they're necessary. Uh, I'm also somebody who's a big believer in bootstrap marketing in the beginning uh-huh. when you don't have a lot of funding. So it's not it's not that I'm saying you can't, but there uh-huh. comes a point in a business where it's almost too big for you. Right. Uh, and it's not really about the money. It's more like the the size, the movement that's happening in your organization where you might need to delegate, whether that's uh, through subcontractors like Fiverr and Freelancer, Upwork and all of these organizations that are global that I have used over the, the years or yeah. finding a consultant locally or anywhere in the globe, because that's where we live right now, like the type of world we live in. Where you have somebody who's, you know, a subcontractor, web designer, mobile app designer, whatever, or you hire an employee, right? Like yeah. you, you got to be, uh, you got to put your ego on the shelf. I think ego is healthy in business and leadership, but I think there's a part of it needs to be put on the shelf and you need to be real with yourself, authentic with yourself and be like, okay, hey, here's what I'm great at. Here's why I started my company. Yeah, here's I'm not so great and it would take me multiple hours and I may mess it up. And maybe my my basic function in business is the sales side. Well, if right. you're over here trying to figure out how to do this, you're not doing the sales, which is the engine that keeps the whole thing on, keeps the lights on. So I think people just need to be real with themselves and, and and put your ego on the
0: shelf. So what do you say? Because when I was the entrepreneur in residence for the province, I always just used to get this and with, with people, when I say, well, get, you know, lead with your strength, lead with your values And I, I buy in totally what you're saying with regards to that. But then they say, well, I can't afford those people. What's your answer to that? You can't afford not to. And that's ah. the truth.
1: You can't afford not to. And so you don't have to start big. We're not talking about let's go hire somebody at 40,000 a year. Wow. It's like, OK, look at your week. What are the... The highest paying activities that you can be doing. In other words, where would you get the most reward by doing? So, typically, as an entrepreneur or leader, it's the business development side of the business. That's typically where we're supposed to play, or you have somebody who's doing that. But most of us, that's what we're doing. So, if you're doing that only 20% of the time, and 80% of the time you're doing a bunch of crap over here that's not bringing money into your business, you're right, you can't afford it. So, flip it right? Do the things that bring business, bring money into the organization, help to grow the business and start taking things off your task list, your to-do list, Right, start delegating it out. And maybe that costs you 150 a month, right? Right. Like you can outsource your blogs for, you know, 75 a month and you can Uh outsource uh, your social media graphics for $140 a month. Like, there are so, so many little things that you could just start to take off your plate. Uh, and like the reality is, if I waste 15 minutes a day doing something I should not be doing, that's 12 eight-hour workdays a year. Most of us geez. waste like 45 minutes, an hour and a half. That's a lot of eight-hour workdays that you could be building your business.
0: You've done this message before, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about some of your growth hacks. I can't live without uh,
1: growth hacks. I think, again, mine always go from the inside out. So I talk about rocks and sand. You've probably heard it if you've ever read the book Traction. Uh, But basically, you need to put the rocks in the jar before you put your sand. In other words, what's important to you? Is it your spouse? Is it your kids? Is it your health, your mental health? Whatever it is. Those need to be in the jar before you add the sand, the sand being your business and all the stuff that you do over there. If you put it in first, your rocks aren't going to fill it up. They're not going to fit. And you're going to be really freaking unhappy and you're going to lose really important people in your life. Uh, And then, you know, success ain't worth it at the end. So I think that's one. I think number two is you need to take a snapshot of where you're spending your time for the next 14 days. Uh, You're wasting it. I promise you. Uh, and you need to highlight, highlight those areas where, you know, you should be spending your time, right. The business development, you know, the customer conversations, the customer retention, if you're in HR, you know, whatever you highlight, the ones, you know, for a fact, those are important. And then circle the ones where you're like, "Hmm, (laughs) I don't know if I should have been doing that, right. Like scrolling (laughs) through the social media for an hour and a half to two hours. Oh no, I was just looking at my competitors
0: for two yes. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so true. How much time we waste on that freaking scrolling.
1: Yeah. And it, but it's, it's and there's apps for that and stuff. Uh, and then I think the, the biggest <laughs> one is your health has to come first. You know, that's your nutrition, yeah. the amount of water you're drinking, the amount of sleep you're getting, the movement every single day i don't care if you go for a walk i don't care if you get one of those things from costco i just saw the other day i might get it for my mom that you can sit on a chair and you just like cycle right (laughs) while you're working whatever but we need to move right and and it's scientifically proven google says it right that you need to to be healthy over here to be happy you need to be happy to be successful because success at the end of the day is like a never ending goalpost. Like it's just, it's, it's right. a widening net. It's forever moving. Like last year, what Rivers wanted to, you know, to be successful in his businesses was this, this year that goalpost has moved, right? It is, it different. is. It is better, mm-hmm. but you know what, if you're happy first and then success comes, you can enjoy the success. But right. if your happiness is contingent upon your success, then all of a sudden well. you're not really ever happy
0: yeah right yeah and so that's yeah. not a
1: that's not a fun place to be because again we don't know how long we have on this big beautiful earth and i think you need to choose happy first find your happy now and then yes. you know chase the successes but you're not guaranteed all of them though that's why yeah. goals are fun right
0: that's so cool yeah i, I mean a lot of things come up, come out of this but i love that that reference to to happy i was uh i remember i was in a conversation with somebody once and we were talking who's in a, a, a husband and wife team. They were both in their twenties, and and she said to about her husband, she said, "Oh, he's got lots of time left." And I said, "I said, how do you know?" Mm. And I didn't. I wasn't condescending, but I just, how do you know that? You just don't know that. So I love that reference point to uh, to do it. And then, and of course, the other part is is that you're going to have those down days, so you got to have some happiness to that's filling yourself up while you're going through those uh, down times. And I know that you have got kids, so you know that. Yes, a lot of times are happy, but a lot of times are not, and so you gotta you gotta remember those happy types that you're going That's through right. that. Um, you've got a global audience; you you connect globally with what it is that you do with your talent what's, uh, you know, talk, I love bragging about Atlantic Canada. It's such a special place on the planet. Talk about doing business in Atlantic Canada as a region or New Brunswick, if you wanted to zero in on the province um, and, and, and talk about being an entrepreneur in, in that area.
1: Mm, you know what I love about Atlantic Canada is everybody's a phone call away. Like mm. there is not a moment I cannot think of a moment that I have not picked up the phone or sent an email to a entrepreneur leader here in Atlantic Canada, and they've not responded personally back to me with like, hey, I'm busy today, but like, let's throw you in my schedule next week. Right? Right. Right. And there's something really special about that, that I think people who live in bigger areas, you don't have that. I don't know it's almost like there everyone's your neighbor here in Atlantic Canada. We have that like it's almost like I'm asking for a cup of sugar, but really I'm asking for advice on what to do next in my business, right?
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: you never get a no and I just think there's something beautiful from that and everyone feels like a friend, right? Yes. Like you get out to to a like networking functions or conferences and after a while you've seen the same person three or four times, you're like buddies. Like you're inviting yes. each other over for, you know, dinner and drinks and you're meeting at the local pub, right? Like it's just there's something uniquely special about the way people interact here. And, yes. uh, you know, knowledge is, it, we're full. We're full of knowledge. You have some of the best entrepreneurs and leaders right here in Atlanta, Canada that you can call and be like, hey, what do you think about this?
0: And, and a lot of times, know?
1: that's it. That's a lot of times they'll be like, you know what? I don't know a whole lot about this space, but let me connect you. And all of a sudden you're being connected with movers and shakers that you would have never met but because you called so-and-so up in Bathurst or over in, you know, St. John's, Newfoundland, you are now, you know, directly integrated with somebody you would have never
0: met. It's awesome. Never. Yeah, you know, I, I, thank you for that. I, uh, As you're saying, and I'm glowing, because I know exactly what you're talking about. I've experienced it many times myself. Terri-Ann, this has been an amazing conversation. I knew it would be. I know it would be rock stars. I knew it would be unique. I love the inside out approach. I really, really do. So many entrepreneurs need to know that. And of course, with your talent, you've got the other areas of business too, but you you hone in on that core competency that uh, that gets the foundation strong, and then you can build upon that foundation. How do people find out about you, my friend? Where do you want them to go to uh, to hang out, knock on your door? Yeah. Conversations with you. yeah. Well, you can look
1: me up on the web, Uh, If you're into the, the world of Instagram, I've been playing in the real. So you can watch me making a fool of myself and pointing at words. I've That's seen that. I've it's, seen that. It's yeah, the new thing, cool. folks. It's so cool. Yeah. So you can, and I'm TA underscore Richards there, um, but I'm in all the major social media networks. So you can find me wherever your play zone is.
0: Yeah. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for being on Canada's podcast today, Terryann. And uh, you keep doing your magic. It's your important part of our region, and uh, I know you're helping tons and tons of entrepreneurs be successful. So uh, keep on keep on being, my friend.
1: Awesome! Thanks, Rivers. Bye.